0: In today's show, we talk about why knowing her menstrual cycle is important to your sex life.
1: And Roman historian Tacitus had this to say about cycles. He said, in all things, there is a law of cycles and i would just add on to that that nowhere is that more true than in marriage Mm -hmm. and we're gonna be talking a lot about cycles today in the one extraordinary marriage show but before we do that we start each and every one extraordinary marriage show with a hug and this week's hug is brought to you by breaking free how to improve yourself to improve your marriage online group coaching and you can learn more at oneextraordinarymarriage.com breaking free and the truth is that you guys have asked for it and now it's available. An online group coaching program will we'll have a group just for husbands and a group just for wives. Cause so many of you have said to us, I know that there are areas that I need to work on. I know that my spouse is not ready to work on the marriage, but I need to take action. I want things to be different, but I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. Well, in this four week group coaching workshop, we're going to be covering sessions on how to overcome fear, creatively voice your expectations, lose the negative thoughts, and be bold in your relationships. Mm -hmm. All things that come through time and time again on virtually every email that we receive. One of those four, if not all of those four, are at the heart of what's going on and what needs to change in the relationship. Now, I need to tell you that we're only taking 20 men and 20 women for this workshop, which begins October 4th. And the reason that we're breaking out the men and the women is because we know that there's power when you're just in a group of, you know, husbands or a group of wives, right? I've seen it. You know, just the, the the walls break down and you feel a little more comfortable. Just going, okay, you know what? This is a group of women who all kind of like view life the way I do, or it's a group of men who are all battling the same struggles. And so that's why we're breaking it out this time. But you don't want to miss out on your chance to have your relationship transform before the craziness of the holidays. Yeah, I'm going to be honest. Christmas is right around the corner, whether you want it to be or not. Mm-hmm. And so why not get yourself, you know, work on yourself, improve yourself so that you can improve your marriage before the holidays. So get all the details at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash breaking free. Now, this is something that hasn't happened in a while as I get ready to read this hug. And the truth of the matter is, is that this is the second week in a row that we have received a we did it
0: yeah you guys are going at the seven days of sex challenge love it
1: we're super excited and and for those of you that are new to the one extraordinary marriage family this is when a couple undertakes a sex challenge typically the seven days of sex challenge in their marriage and so this is what this wife had to say hi just wanted to say that we did the seven days of sex challenge We also have a 14 month old who bed shares with us. So it was a little extra challenging, but we finished. Wow. Okay. So for those of you that are using your kids as an excuse on why you can't put your sex life, uh, ahead of everything else, no excuses. This couple did it with a 14 month old who bed shares, come on. They had to get creative. She said we've been married for 10 years and our best sex ever, ever capital E V E R was night two of the challenge. She goes on to say, I don't know what the official parameters are, but we considered sex to be intercourse and finishing inside though. Though a wise person once said, if you want to have more sex, broaden your definition. Mm -hmm. We'd been averaging sex twice a week, including intercourse once a week. My favorite thing I learned is that there aren't as many reasons to not fool around as I thought on night three, I had stabbing stomach pains, but I gave it a little time and we went ahead and made love guys. Here's a couple That is taking excuses out of their sexual intimacy Mm -hmm. there aren't as many reasons to not make love to not be intimate to not fool around Uh, like gold star day for this couple she goes on to say praise god for you two and your challenge i'd love to learn more about the sex challenge for the next time we try so where can i find that info on your site cheers Mm. and so we just want to say for any of you not just this couple but for any of you that want to learn more about the 7 Days of Sex Challenge, just go to 7daysofsex.com. You're going to get all the details. You'll see the link to the book there. And that's where you're really going to get the entire overview. Right. But I love that this couple, like no excuses. No excuses. Made it happen. Made it happen. So as Tony said at the start of the show, we're talking today about why knowing the menstrual cycle, why knowing her menstrual cycle is so important to your sex life. And Some of you, those of you that have been with us for a while, have heard us mention over the years a book called Taking Charge of Your Fertility. And we're going to have a link to it. Just go to com slash taking charge. This was a book that was shared with us. I'm thinking, Tony, what do you think? Like six or seven years ago?
0: At least.
1: At least. Yeah, I was trying to remember.
0: I I would say it's probably right around there.
1: So, and it was referred to us not because we were trying to conceive, make babies, not make babies or anything like that. It was actually referred to us by an acupuncturist that was working on me who, when I would talk about different things that was happening in my body, she was like, you don't have a clue. I mean, in a nice way. She's like, you don't know what's going on in your own body. And so she said, you know, pick up this book, Taking Charge of Your Fertility. And- And so I get this book and seriously, there were so many light bulb moments. I mean, I sat down, it's a pretty, it's a thick book. It's a couple hundred pages, but it's written in such a conversational style that you really just get to fly through it. Mm -hmm. You know, And the parts that were all about making babies, I just skipped over those because it wasn't pertinent. But
0: for those of you who want to have babies, you'll dive into those sections a little bit more.
1: And I would strongly recommend it. If you are in any any phase of making babies or not making babies this is a must have
0: i've seriously have recommended this book probably to three guys in the last couple of weeks who have been talking about wanting uh, that they and their spouse are wanting to get pregnant and i've just brought it up i'm like just grab it. and then i brought it up to another couple who's not even looking to have or looking to uh, conceive and yet there's just some some things that are just like just not right with her and she's not feeling good. And so I was just like, pick it up. Right. The, 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 the worst is that maybe you, you grab just one little nugget. I mean, the best is that you're going to grab a, a number of nuggets and you can l- at least walk away going, hey, you know what? Let's look at this. So The reason
1: this book was so influential in our marriage is one, Tony took the time to actually read it. Mm-hmm. And again, he didn't read the whole thing. He no. skipped over the parts that didn't pertain. But we were at a point in time in our marriage where we realized that there was something we didn't know because like pretty much like clockwork, I would get my period every month, Mm -hmm. right? But everything that happened in between one period and the next was all over the place, right? Because there would be times when I would be completely frustrated that Tony couldn't keep his hands off me. I'm like, dude, enough already. Right, and then there would be times when when Tony would be frustrated with the fact that you know certain times during the month it seemed like I was open to anything, and other times during the month, I'm like, pretty much just get it over with uh-huh. right, So you have two people in a marriage frustrated every single month about what's going on with their sex life now, before we dig into this, there are a couple caveats that I just want to I want to preface the rest of the show with one the first caveat is assuming that the woman is not using any type of hormonal birth control because if she is, so I'm talking about like the pill, NuvaRing, anything that releases hormones into her body. Is that
0: that the, what is it? IUDs?
1: IUDs also, some of them also release hormone, anything that releases hormones. um, If that's you, some of this stuff is not going to apply simply because those hormones will impact your cycle and they'll impact like, I mean, they're hormones, so they're obviously mm-hmm. overriding your own biological uh, hormones.
0: Also, prescriptions, any medication. type of medication. Yeah. Oh my gosh, you, you got to know that medications, prescription medications, such a good point are are inhibiting or right inhibiting yeah. your hormones, which could be you know messing up or or just causing some some some. Oh, gosh, what's the word I want to say? It's just say? being off kilter. I mean, yeah, it really it's just is... off kilter in your own physical body.
1: Your doctors may not tell you, but it seems like almost every prescription insert that you read has loss of libido as a side effect. Yep. So if you're wondering why you're on prescription medication and you've lost your libido, libido? Check. Uh, check your prescription insert or go online and see if that's one of the side effects. Um, that's a little bit of free advice. Take it for what you want. Uh, the second caveat is that I want to give, one is, you know, if you're on synthetic hormones, this will impact you. The second thing is, guys, I want to speak directly to you and say, this is not the time to be squeamish. This is not the time to say, I just don't want to know. Just get through your period and let me know when we can have sex again. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm imploring you right now to inform yourself because the more you know about her cycle and, and all of the physiological changes that happen, the better your sex life will be. Uh, would you agree? Oh, Totally it's like night and day different for us. Once Tony uh, and I both understood my cycle better.
0: And it's something that you need to continuously be reading up on and understanding because as Elisa does start hitting, you know, early forties into her Go mid forties and you, you can
1: call it. I had, a, I had a doctor call me midlife yes. at 42. I'm at midlife. So because uh, typically pre- you're going right?
0: yeah. you, you know, to live about 84, 85 years. So midlife, but that impacts where she's at, you know, in her own body and in her own, and that starts impacting her menstrual cycle. Mm -hmm. So, you know, looking at this once and then just being like, ah, it's all good. We're good to go. You guys are doing yourself a disservice because say, Hey, you have no kids and you look at this, right? And you're going, okay, wow, look at that and how it impacts. Now you have kids. One, two, three, whatever, however many kids, each of those kids have an impact on your wife, and if you don't think so, ask her. I'm, I'm sure she'll let you know. They, they, Each of them have impacted her in some way, some form, and her menstrual cycle. Right. Right? So you're having these conversations to better understand what's going on. And as you stop having kids and your kids get older and she's not de- dealing with making babies and having babies, that then begins to shift.
1: Absolutely. Her
0: body again. And so where are you? And that's where we're at. Uh-huh. Right? We got... A middle schooler, an elementary school child, haven't had kids for a while, and that's shifting. And so we're learning, and we're talking, and we're understanding where she's at.
1: And you know, all of this comes about because if you don't know your cycles, ladies, if you're not and the other part of this, ladies, get comfortable talking about it. Like you'll talk about your girlfriends, you'll go buy tampons, you'll stand in that line in the grocery store. I mean, it's a fact of life, right? Because not knowing about your cycles puts the two of you at a distinctive disadvantage when you start sharing this information, it's going to change how the two of you are going to relate to one another. It's going to allow you to connect throughout the month instead of only like one or two times. It, it, it allows your biology to be connected as well as your emotions, right? There's all of this wrapped up. And that's where this book came in, Taking Charge of Your Fertility. And you know, the mind-blowing thing, some of you may know this and some of you may be like, duh, Alisa. Well, I'm guessing there are a lot of you like us that didn't know this. But you know, one of the female hormones is called estrogen. Right. And in the first half of the cycle, it's increasing and that culminates at ovulation. And so really, you know, that's where we're kind of like gearing up to it. Because estrogen, estrogen does all of these amazing things, right? Estrogen um, heightens, a woman's feelings of being sexy, be, you know, her sexuality, all of that. So as she's heading towards ovulation. That's increasing. It's responsible for the physical changes in a woman's physiology, including feeling more full in and around her vagina. Like it, it just, it feels more full. It, it's, it's a like, you know, more engorged, engaged.
0: Like blood? Yeah. Like, okay. uh, like,
1: like a, almost like a heaviness. In a good on, way? In a good way. I mean, it's okay. not, it's not. Uncomfortable. It's just, you know, ladies. As you become more aware of this, you're going to be like, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, that kind of does happen mid cycle. A- and let me just dispel one myth here. Not every woman has a 28 day cycle. Like, mm-hmm. let me just say, some of you may go 24 days, some of you may go 32 days, some of you may have variety. So mid cycle can vary. Yeah, you know, right. I just, I just want to be really clear. And there.
0: that has happened to you over the years. Oh my gosh. And, and if you're working out, you know. Have, you know, if you're really going in and working out hard, um, depending on what you're doing, that can change your menstrual cycle. So you have to be aware of everything that's happening mm-hmm. and even the food you eat.
1: Food you eat, the, your stress level, all of these different mm-hmm. things impact. Um, and so it's not
0: – and I guess what we're really trying to dive down into here is that is you as a woman uh-huh. – There are so many factors that are playing into your libido. So if you don't have, you know, a high sexual libido right now, it's not just one thing. It may be a number of factors. And one of the things to know those where you are in your cycle to see where in how aroused you are Mm -hmm. to make sure that you are engaging with your spouse at the height of that cycle.
1: Absolutely. Right. Because the other thing that estrogen does is it changes the cervical fluid Mm -hmm. that women have. So we've seen that with you. Cervical fluid is similar to, to semen, you know, the seminal fluid. And yet in a woman, it actually fluctuates. Right throughout the course of the month, becoming literally more fertile right around ovulation. And why is that? So all the little sperm, when they get inside, have the best environment to live. Mm -hmm. That's why that changes for a woman over the course of the month.
0: And so during this time period, what you're learning is that, okay, during this period Mm -hmm. where the cervical fluid is at its height, most likely don't need a lube. Right. right. And this is also a time for, you know, in, in our marriage where we've noticed it, Elisa is more aroused. She enjoys it, you know. So, understanding that, you're like, okay, this is a period, this is the time where we don't need lube. On the other hand, on the far end of that side, it may be that you do need some lubricant. You do need some help in getting ready for sexual activity because that is, there isn't as much. So have the lube by your bed during this time of the month. So that way, neither of you are getting frustrated without it. We actually, this happened to us just a f- couple of weeks ago right. when Elisa was. Basically,
1: it's the infertile period is right, right before, or right after your period where the lubrication, the, the cervical fluid tends to be less or not, not as, you know, they refer to in the book as like not as wet, right. um, not you know right. not as not conducive. S- so it's the infernal period.
0: And so we were we were at a point where we were f- having foreplay, and we both noticed this. Like, geez, you're not you're not getting as wet. There isn't as much lubrication. And so we're going foreplay. It's sort of going on, and it's sort of going on, and and we're we're like, okay, where are we? Where are you in your cycle? And it was just at that moment we were just like. Okay, you know what? Get the lube. Just get the lube. Let's 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 help this along instead of us both getting frustrated with her not getting wet. Right? Because I think many of you can under can relate when you're there in foreplay and it's just like, come on already, guys. Maybe maybe you're getting aroused and now you're starting to lose that erection. Because it's 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 really just going on and on and on and you you can't keep the arousal. Right. I, I've been there. I get that. Because then you're going, Oh crud, now I'm not getting aroused or I'm losing my arousal. She's not getting any wetter. And, and so you're at this place where it's like, We need to do something because if we don't, I'm gonna be flaccid and we're not gonna be able to have sex at all.
1: And on the flip side, for the woman, she's frustrated because it hurts.
0: It hurts, right? Yeah, like when
1: you're dry, it hurts. Yeah,
0: because you're, you There's friction.
1: There's friction. It doesn't. You know, there's yeah, nothing like there before. I've been there, you've I'm like, okay, that, that hurts. Me. You know, like this isn't working. Yeah. Uh, another. There are two other things that estrogen does in the cycle, and one is that it changes the position. You know, throughout the the month, throughout the cycle, a woman's um, the position of her cervix changes. So right around ovulation, when those levels are the highest, her cervix, her cervix becomes higher. So, you know, deeper penetration is possible, right? Because the, the position of the cervix actually changes right, based on the estrogen. So this is where you might find, and we've experienced it ourselves, that middle of the cycle, right around ovulation, no coincidence, she's more receptive, Right. You can try different positions. You know, something that you try middle of the cycle might on either end cause her to feel uncomfortable or say, you know what, that doesn't feel good or that hurts. Well, it's because the cervix is now lower. Right. And so, as I was reading this book, it was interesting that you can actually, guys, you can actually tap the cervix with your penis, apparently, depending on how low it is. So, like, I mean, there have been times when when I've told Tony, you know what, that hurts. Mm -hmm. Same same positions that we've done, but depending on where I am in my cycle, it can actually produce mm. pain. And that's just the, that's just the position of the cervix guys. That's not you. That's not, you know, anything crazy. It's knowing that this happens. And right. so if you hear it, it's not a, you if know, you hear,
0: if you hear, spouse say, Hey, yes. that's deep. Or you, or you, you've hit Thank something. You. Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: Don't, don't be surprised. Right. The other thing, and this was something that I had to do a little research on. The other thing that estrogen does is that, it is responsible for changes in a woman's pheromones. So for the smell, the scent, the odors that she gives off right around ovulation. And this is really interesting because this is where Tony's frustration would come in before we knew all of this. Like apparently when I get in the middle of my cycle, I am giving off the come and get me right now, Tony, smell.
0: Right?
1: Like he is just like, can't keep my hands off. Got to go get her right now. Doesn't matter what's going on or what we got to do. And, you know, interestingly enough, you can't smell it on yourself. So I don't know that I'm giving this off, but I can see the response. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so looking at research and things like that, it turns out that, that we don't, you know, we don't smell it, you know, in our same gender, in our same sex. So like, but anytime you've heard about a group of women together and their cycles all get in sync, well, that's what's going on, Right. right? It's hormonal. Right? So, so when your husband is doing this and you're just like, oh my gosh, why can't he get his hands off of me? You may actually be giving off signals that say, come and get me because our bodies were so amazingly crafted that we would be giving off the scent that says to the husband, come and get me at the same time that our cervical fluid is most receptive to sperm at the same time that our cervix is most receptive to penetration. So all of these amazing things happen right around ovulation. And you have to know this because it changes how the two of you relate. It changes the fact that, you know, there's no need to get frustrated that he's grabbing you so much during the middle of the month. You're giving off signals whether you know it or not. Right. Embrace it, right? Acknowledge it. Use that, you know, one of the things that Tony and I have come to, and, you know, for those of you that have followed us for any length of time and we talked about the seven days of sex challenge at the beginning of the show, we always schedule our seven days of sex challenge for that week.
0: Because it's the perfect timing, right? That's that's exactly the time when you as a woman are most receptive. It's also the time where you as a husband are heightened as well because those pheromones are being let out. You're smelling them. You're, you're attracted to them. Therein lies sort of that. Where, where folks come up to the seven days of sex challenge, we, we notice it You know where they struggle and they're having a hard time. Well, one is they're not scheduling it. Mm-hmm. Like They just sort of go at it and, and just go, okay, well, we're going to do it this week. And they don't put any planning. There's no intention into what's going to happen that week. And then they come back and they'll email us and go, well, that didn't work for us. Well, why didn't it? You know, let, let's 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 go deeper. Well, we we started it, and then this came up, and this came up, and it's like, well, no, not really. That didn't come up. You already knew about it, mm-hmm. and you just real, you didn't, you know, take the time to look at your schedule and make it so that it works the best for you. We want you guys to have success when you do say a 7 days of sex challenge. And for and we've been reading a couple of we did it, you know, some folks are doing 7 and 9 days or 7 and 8 days or doing it all in one fell swoop. Whatever works for you guys, the goal is that you connect sexually. So, being able to you know, take on the challenge and complete it at a time when you both are sexually heightened, how much more awesome is that? Because Elisa and I have tried it, you know, early on in, in, you know, on the opposite end of when she is fertile. And it is just like, oh my gosh, like coming into the end and just going, wow, that was super hard. And so what we did learn though, some probably like four or five, six years ago now is just like, we got to schedule it around the time when, when you are just at your height, because that gives us the most success. Mm-hmm.
1: And yeah, so what do you do this week, right? Because we never leave you at the end of a One Extraordinary Marriage show without what your action plan is. The first thing, I'm going to recommend that everybody goes to com slash taking charge and get this book. Yeah. Just get it. Learn about your body. I mean, one of the things, you know, that I think we owe to ourselves, ladies, first of all, you owe it to yourself to know your body and to know how it works right? And to know, you know, the ups, the downs, all of this kind of stuff. It's, it's literally, it's more than any sex ed class I ever had. And it's changed how I, how I view my body and and, you know, how Tony views my body. So first of all, get the book. Secondly, you know, start having those open conversations about your sexuality. Like you don't need to hide the fact ladies that you have a period in the middle of, of the month or at the beginning, whenever your period is, don't hide that right? Let them know. It's not the end of the world. It's biology,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: right? It's like I have a rash on my arm. Same thing. I have my period, whatever it is, right? So start getting open about discussing your sexuality. Again, take a look at your medications, right? If you're on birth control, know that this, you know, a lot of what we talked about today may be different for you because of the hormones, Mm-hmm. suppressing your cervical fluid, you know, it, and it's part of the reason why, you know, birth control doesn't just work by, you know, preventing you know eggs from releasing and all that kind of stuff. It also works by suppressing your libido, mm-hmm. you know, but nobody tells you that. They just tell you you can't get pregnant. Um, know that if you're taking medications for anything else, know what you're taking, ask the questions, will this impact my libido?
0: And if it's something you have to be on medically, you, you have to be on it. We're not telling you to get off of it. Where, where the power in this is, is knowing that that is why you have a suppressed libido. Knowledge is power. So you're going to have to understand, hey, I have to be on this because of a medical condition I have. We get it. I'm not saying to get off of it, but knowing is power. Because now you can start charting and understanding, okay, what does this look like for me? We're all different. We're all different.
1: And that's the next thing that we want you guys to do is, is to start, you know, with the next menstrual cycle and start charting, like get an idea just throughout the course of the month, what that looks like. How do you feel as you get to the middle of your cycle? You know, do you start to notice those changes in cervical fluid? Do you, do you have that? And it doesn't have to be crazy. It's not like I rip off Tony's clothes in the middle of my cycle, right? Like I'm not talking like my sexuality swings from nothing. Oh, you wish, (laughs) you wish. Yeah, it's not like it swings from like, I don't even care about sex to I'm like a crazy sex woman. But there is definitely a difference in my level of desire mid-cycle. So you want to become aware of that. right? You know, you want to see what happens with your cervical fluid. You want to see if, okay, maybe am I more receptive to new positions, new rooms, change of scenery, all of those kinds of things that we talk about in seven days of sex. Does that happen around ovulation? Right? You know, does your does your, ov- or not your ovulation, does your lubrication change it? You know, all of these things. And then, you know, accept the fact that you're wired this way. You're wired that, you know, your body is so wonderfully made. It's wired to be attractive to your husband. Ladies, I'm talking to you. So when he's actually exhibiting signs of attraction to you, can we not punish him for that? Can we not push him away? And I'm talking as a wife who used to do this. Now I'm in the middle of my cycle and he's like, you just smell so good. I just know that like there's nothing he can do. I smell good, even if I can't smell it. So let's embrace that. Let's embrace our husbands and say, you know, come and get it.
0: Yeah. Come and get me. That is truly one of the, the most amazing things that I see month to month is that those pheromones that are being let out and how strong they can be, even just, and honestly, it could be only for like three, four days. It's not like it's a long period of time, but how from month to month that continues to happen and just it's, it's subconsciously even just how they just, wow, all of a sudden they, they're heightened and it's just like, whoa, okay, game on. Alisa's laughing.
1: Enjoy your sexuality. Yeah. It, it is not a burden. It is a gift for the two of you. It is a gift to be celebrated and enjoyed and explored. And if that means that, you know, that week in the middle is like the week that you really go all out and get crazy and, and, you know, swing from the chandeliers, then do it. And then the other weeks of the month, go a little more mellow. At least now you're going to have an understanding of why. Right. That's your cycle. Instead of being frustrated that things aren't the same week from week.
0: Right. Week in and week out. We don't
1: want you to be frustrated. We want you to understand and embrace your sexuality and embrace the biological changes throughout the month so that you have the most amazing sex life ever.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. I mean, honestly, we are just hoping that you guys go out and get taking charge of your fertility because it will honestly just be that that launching point for you guys to know exactly what's happening in the menstrual cycle, right? And giving you the knowledge so that way you guys can begin to understand when's the best time. And then in, in, in this way you start running into that flow. It, it might be that week where, hey, if you're running the intimacy lifestyle, that's a week where you'll, you're, you're okay doing three or four times in the week. And the other times you're just doing once a week or twice a week, whatever it may be. But now you guys are understanding that flow. And it's something you're going to have to learn, something that Elise and I are still talking about and dealing with in our own marriage. And that's why we brought it here today because we want you guys to be empowered to understand what's happening. And guys, I will say it, you need to be informed just as much as your wife on this so you understand what she's telling you and bringing to you. So go out there, get get taking charge of your fertility, read it, start using it in your marriage. We love you guys. Have a fantastic week and we can't wait to catch you next week. Love you guys.